0: I wasn't. Good evening. No. Uh, my name is Sherry Melanie Kaplan. On, on behalf of Paula Yarmath, where is Paula? Who's Paula right here. She's right there. Yarmath and myself, we're your gala uh, co chairs. We'd like to formally welcome you here to our fourth annual Romamu Gala event. a couple of those cosmos upstairs, which was our signature cocktail, so I'm going to so read. <laughs> we, and Paul and I would like to thank you all for coming to support our growing Romamook community. And of course, a big thanks to our rabbi, Rabbi, De- rabbi David Ingar. <laughs> and Eileen, our fearless leader. And Beautiful, wonderful set of musicians here thank you very much it was a lovely lovely moving service and the main reason we're actually here tonight uh, in this lovely venue is really to celebrate the contributions of Jeff Kahn and you'll hear more about the important contributions that Jeff has made to our Roman community in just a few minutes so, just a few details about the remainder of our evening program. Um, after some very brief remarks by Peter and David, and from Jeff, our honoree himself, we invite you all to stay for some delicious dessert and coffee in this room, which will be served in the back. And what we're going to ask you to do is to quickly clear the center section here, because we're going to take the chairs away. And Rebecca, our own Roman DJ, is going to come. We're going to have a dance party here <laughs> Um, by the way, we still have silent auction items in that corner, and I would encourage all of you um, to go take a look and sign up. Some really, really good stuff there. I mean, if you're a Mets fan, we have a book by Art Chamsky, 69 Mets. I actually met it when I was about two years old. Maybe great. Um, we have a book that was signed by Yoko Ono. Some really, really good stuff over there. And so again, we just want to thank everybody that um, um, bought tickets um, for for the raffles upstairs and for the silent auction items. And speaking of silent auction, we need to thank Jade and Jane and Cindy for all their hard work and making all the Journal. Everybody who worked on on this gala um, was done with a a committee of people who um, really worked very, very hard. A lot of uh, phone calls back and forth. And um, again, just want to thank you all for being here. Everybody needs a little Romelu in their life, and I'm so glad that you could join us all here tonight. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Peter Takif, our Romelu board chair.
1: So honored to be here as the board chairman and, um, and as part of this community. It's just incredible, and I'm so happy to be here tonight. Um, first of all, I, too, want to sh- uh, thank uh, Sherry and Paula, the, the event chairs, and the entire committee, and Eileen, uh, the entire staff in the office, and every volunteer who has made this event so successful. You know, we really have no idea how hard, how much work goes into doing this, and please give them all another big Jack. Um, a lot of people are going to say a lot of things about you. I just want to say again from my heart, thank you so much. Uh, your spirit, your wisdom, everything you give now does so much for Ramamu, and Romu. as we know it, would not be here today without you. So thank you. Lastly, I want to thank all of you for coming here tonight because this is what Roman was all about. It's getting together and it's sharing these times together. And um, you know, our community is so special because we all give in so many ways. We give of spirit, we give of service, and we give of financial resources and support. And they're all important. And so for all of you, thank you very much. And you know, we appreciate everything you do. Let's give ourselves all the
2: Dear, we love you, man. I'm so, so happy to be uh, to be working together with you. Uh, and I really appreciate your words. And thank you, Shari. And to Paula and to everyone who helped make this evening what it is. Um, first and foremost, we would be uh, negligent if we weren't. And we would not be in Rome with spirit if we weren't to acknowledge that there are some of you here tonight who are wondering, what is going on here? <laughs> right? Some of you probably in the back row. Uh, you know, And some of you are wondering, am I at the right place? You know, I heard there was a cocktail party and uh, somehow it became a dead concert. So I think (laughs) it's worth mentioning um, to all of you that are here, welcome. Thank you for coming tonight. Even if you haven't come in specific support of this community because you haven't yet experienced it, which we were trying to recreate here. Part of the reason that we get together is not just to know each other um, on the outside, but also to sing with each other and to connect with uh, a deeper spiritual essence that we all share. And so we wanted, and it was very much in the spirit of, of Jeffrey and what Jeff wanted this evening was for us to, to have a prayer service together. And so we thank you for coming along with something that might have been a little bit foreign to you, maybe a little bit different, but that nonetheless you are here with us and your prayers are equally important and, and, um, and powerful. Uh, for you and for all of us here, so thank you and welcome. There is, um, there is a deepening problem in the Jewish community here in America and, at, I would say, at large. Synagogues, by and large, are closing. Synagogues, by and large, are losing membership. They are hemorrhaging connection and resources. There is a, a problem at folks here in America, and I would also argue in Israel as well and in other places. The problem is that for every one of you here, there are hundreds of other people who go to synagogues and don't come back. For every one of you here, there are hundreds if not thousands of people who are yearning for a deep spiritual connection to their Judaism, to something ancestral, something that, that reverberates with them and who they are and who their parents were and their grandparents. And they find that they are in a desert, without any oasis, without any place to rest. Their weary souls to parch their thirst. It was that um, reality, I think, that motivated my teacher, our teacher, Rabzalman Shakti Shalom, and he should live, and live well and strong. Rabzalman, who was a pioneer, a visionary, someone who wasn't afraid, to try new things and to to go out on an edge, a growing edge. Someone who was willing to be ridiculed and in some way marginalized for the very things that have now become normative and conventional in Jewish life. Rabbi Zalman Shaqer Shalomi, Shlita, the father of, and now the zaydi, the grandfather of the Jewish Renewal movement, was 40 or 50 years before his time. He lived out on that place, a loner in some ways, in some ways seeing around the corner for Jewish life here in America in a way that many leaders could not. And it was that vision, and that courage, and that audacity that he displayed, that then birthed the Jewish Renewal Movement that I am so proud to be a part of. And it is that movement's credo, it is that movement's essence which you, Jeffrey Kahn, you Paco, you known by many different ways, you display with great, um, in, in 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 the most outrageous way with, with great aplomb, with with an ease that just comes to you from from who you are. You are, the truth be told, the founder of our Hebrew school. You were the visionary behind the Seekers program, but that distinction, and that which you built was really an expression of who you are. If you seek God, says the proverb, if you seek spirit with your heart, and you seek it as you would seek gold or silver, then and only then will you know spirit. And you, Jeffrey, are a seeker. You've been a seeker for as long as I know you and for as long as everybody, including your kindergarten friends who came, (laughs) your high school friends, everyone who's here knows you. As someone who is a passionate, charming, wise, creative visionary, a seeker who isn't satisfied with pat answers or formulaic responses, you are someone who in so many ways holds the tension between what was and the vision of what can be. You're that person. And it's no surprise to me that we became good friends. It's no surprise to me that Providence would have it that you would arrive in New York around the same time that Roman was beginning and would hear from a friend that there was a new renewal community starting in New York and that it would align with your arrival here in New York. As if to say that we, uh, we arrived here kind of at the same time that you were going to be a partner in helping to build this community, and a partner you were, are, and will be. Together with Lily, you are the singular reason that I and Arielle and my family stayed here in New York when everything was pointing us towards Aspen, Colorado. It was your financial promise and your your courageous stand on making a renewable community happen here in New York, a place where everybody here knows we are not short on synagogues. So that kind of business plan was a little bit funny. Why don't we just plop up a big old synagogue right here next door to seven other ones and see what happens. But in your heart you thought there is a seeking, there's a hunger, there's a creativity, there's a question that I live with that I want my synagogue and the community I belong to to live with too stability, financial resources, all of those things are great. But are you still hungry? That was the question that you asked. And you live that way. Your life is an exploration, it's an adventure. And those who come into contact with you, we know as soon as we're with you that your laughter and your zaniness and your charm, all of it points towards, towards the heart of who you are, which is to be ever-renewed ever renewed so a rabbi has to look at his watch <laughs> I thought a lot in the last three days about this evening and about these moments and I was reminded this afternoon by a dear friend of mine of a story that I once taught <clears throat> questions a story a great rabbi named Menachem Mendel of Morgenstern is a great Hasidic teacher and he once famously asked that in the story of the pharaoh's daughter pharaoh's daughter goes down to the Nile and the story tells us that she sees the baby Moses out on the Nile and she sends her her maidservant she sends her assistant to fetch the child from the waters. Now Rashi, the great medieval exegete, the commentator on the Bible says, Rashi says the word amata, which means her maidservant, also could be playfully read as the extension of a cubit. Amma is like a foot. She sent forth her extended arm. And kind of this weird midrash that says, That her arm extended in a supernatural way and she was able to grab the basket. The the Gummy Gummy doll. Gummy doll. Inspector Gadget, (laughs) exactly. Everybody's on it. It's great. And the arm extends and grabs the child, says Rashi in the 11th century. And this great Hasidic rabbi asked a question that all of you here, I know a lot of you here who heard this remember this. Why is it? How is it that Pharaoh's daughter had the courage, seeing that how far away the baby was in the Nile, that it required Inspector Gadget arms? (laughs) What arose in her to even try to reach the basket? And the Rebbe answered, he said, You see from here that when you want something so badly, when you want something with such yearning, when you seek something with so much passion and desire, that you take a step and something happens. You reach your hand towards the heaven that you can't grasp and pretty soon it's in your grasp. So that's you, Jeffrey, someone who reaches for heavens all the time. And that's our Rebbe, that's Zalman, and that's the name of this award that we are presenting you with this evening. An award for someone who sees something at a distance and yearns to bring it close. And so we bless you, and bless you with many years of reaching for those things that you desire. With Simon and Izzy by your side, and with this community that loves you so deeply here, and all your friends and family who have come. We bless you with many, many heavens that are within your grasp. Please come forward for this award, Jeffrey Kahn.
3: I spend um, about half my time at Rome crying. <laughs> um, I don't know if I should start the story about a date, but okay. So, when, uh, when I first uh, got separated, so. True. And I say, okay, so finally tell me, like, so which which synagogue did you pick? And she says, um, Lincoln Square. <laughs> so, Why'd you pick Lincoln Square? Well they got this great new building and the rabbi is such an intellectual and they have this amazing singles, mixer, <laughs> services <is> short. <laughs> She says you? Uh <laughs> Roman. Why'd you pick Roman? <laughs> well, because uh, Roman was in a church. <laughs> most most of you know me um, so you know it, it's been um, it's been a uh, interesting couple of years for me um, as, as I'm sure for many of you I know, uh, you know the Shemitah year is coming up so that, you know in the Shemitah year every 50 years everything re- reverts to what it was 50 years ago that's how I feel
1: yeah.
3: uh, <laughs> But I, I, I've sat on the floor at Romo over the past couple of years, and I've, um, I've cried over the pain of, uh, of uh, the divorce that I, uh, that I went through and the, the impact on my family and my kids. I've cried over the uncertainty of uh, my future. The stress of balancing a job, which, where's Simon? <laughs> It's a, it's a great job, Simon. <laughs> uh, but balancing between that Simon and this Simon, <laughs> uh, it, it's a challenge. You know. uh, frustration that my kids can't be part of the Seekers program, which I built and I love. Some they will. I've cried about the loss of my parents, who I moved back from the West Coast to be near. And, and they... Uh, they died before they could ever even uh, see Romu. I cried over the uh, the stupidity of risking my life on the way to Romu once, when some guy tried to steal my cell phone, my <laughs> iPhone, and I fought him off, rather than give him the iPhone, and um, sat down in Cabalat Services of Romu and um, just realized like, the fleetingness of life for an iPhone. <laughs> Was, um, it, was it a five? <laughs> <laughs> But you know, um, we don't only cry, but, you know, we laugh at our own wall, but as you know, um, you know uh, I laughed when Simon was like four years old and he picked up that big chauffeur that I blow and it's bigger than him, he blew it in the middle services once. I laughed uh, at, um, at uh, when Karen goes a wall with uh, Torah. You know, she carries the Torah around. You know, before the Torah service, and she goes up to all like the third balcony and you know, she ones And said, David is standing there going, you "No, know, no, somebody, still someone hasn't kiss the Torah." I laughed when Nigel, when Nigel and I ordered a pizza in the middle of the forum service. And I went over to the church. And that was pretty funny. And then I laugh every time when it, during the Amida, you know, the, the standing silent prayer when the whole congregation is standing and I look at the back of the, 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 the church and they're like all the 20-somethings sitting on the floor massaging each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's what Romu is. It's, it's uh, you know, it's permission to laugh and to cry and uh, you know that's that's prayer. I think that's that's what I've learned from That That's prayer. Prayer is not uh, the recitation of a bunch of uh, words from dead rabbis made up. Um, prayer is not like when to stand and when to sit down in some you know secret you know holy choreography. That's all prayer is. Prayer is like uh, you know when words fail you, you're overwhelmed by the the fullness. for better or worse of your life like you have to sit there and admit that you know sometimes you just don't have it together that you're scared and then the times that, uh, that, that I'm not able to connect in that deep place you know David always gives us the permission that you know it's okay, it's okay. You, know, you don't have to always be that centered, or like you're centered when you're in the service and you walk out of the service and you're like, God damn taxi! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, David always reminds us this by quoting the, the poet Mary Oliver. <laughs> Which David has quoted like 55 times. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees. 400 miles through the desert repenting. Come on, everybody, join me. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about your despair and I will tell you mine. And David, as we all know, like he tells us about his despair. You know, His story is about when he was a waiter and he was a hussy. And he, you know, I, I, I know I get compassion for my own uh, foibles when I listen to his. And, uh, and, and we are forgiven. We are forgiven. Mm-hmm. Permission and forgiveness my, my dad used to say that it's better to ask forgiveness than permission um, I think we get both at Romo and that's what creates a sacred space when, uh, when David and I you know, when he asked me so you know, what, what is your vision of this and he mentioned before you know, I said I, I don't, I don't want to talk about I don't want it this to be about Romo I want this to be Romo this gal I want it to be Romo so, I mean, I, I look around here, and I look at a lot of people who are uh, connected and loving and present, uh, and I uh, I feel sacred space. So, uh, congratulations—we've all just created a room, You know, I don't know why, you know, <laughs> every week we, we create Romo in a place that has a cross above the altar. <laughs> so, why are we different in a place that has a bar in the <laughs> <Right there>. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to define Romu. When we started the secrets program <laughs> and we hired Diane, where's Diane? Here I am. Um, Uh, this amazing, amazing uh, rabbi and educator—you um, know—a a line of the community. We were amazingly really lucky to find her, but she really had no idea what Roman movement was, and, and it really didn't have experience with Jewish Renewal, like as, as a movement. So we sit down for lunch one day, and she's like, "You know, she's like, okay, Jeff, I just really got to understand, like, what is the philosophy, the inherent philosophy <laughs> behind the Roman movement seekers education program?" Uh, so so I, I order the tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at her straight in the eye, and, and I say, uh, Diane, Diane, uh, the, Diane, your, your mission is to help kids learn how to fall in love with the divine, so they won't think it's weird <laughs> that a bunch of Jews every week go and sit in a church on the floor and cry. She's done an amazing, amazing job. And, um, and we do have a have Hebrew school that kids, um, they ask for uh, more of. So um, that's amazing. But, uh, but, I, but there's still some dreams I have for that Hebrew school. So Young uh, Judea, my, my, the first big influence in my life, uh, taught me at a young age how to uh, fall in love with Judaism and Israel and have passion for Tikkun Allah. Uh, and Romu has taught me how to fall in love with Judaism and um, spirit and fall in love with Tikkun HaLep and I, um, I know someday we're going to put them together someday we're going to put it together and I think that's, that, maybe that's my unique mission, go that mission. maybe that's what I'm going to do that. figure out how to put those two together so um, I don't know, maybe I'll finish with a thank you so uh, I may be standing up here but y'all have put your brick your unique brick in the wall of Rome and um, I'm especially appreciative of all the people who have never been to Rome the for first, the first time here um, it's amazing to endure uh, you know, something like this if you're not used to it, it's Betsy's builder Betsy, still here place. <laughs> Betsy you made it um, so you've all helped create sacred space here Uh, you know, my friends, my you know, childhood friends, friends from Young know, Judea the first time around, friends from Young Judea the second time around, Cornell friends, friends from California, people that flew in from California, people that flew in from Michigan, from Boston, Connecticut. Um, <laughs> Shelly came back from Thailand. new Pauls, my family, my mishpacha, you all put your unique bricks on the wall of my life, and now you've uh, contributed to, to Roma with your brick. So, Roman board, I mean, everybody, you know, some people have been thanked already, the board, the gala committee, the host committee, thank you for your devotion to, to helping Roma staff, clergy, musicians. Love you guys. And then, of course, the last but not least, (laughs) Ariel. You you didn't put bricks. You you, you built the cornerstone. You supported David. You supported all of us. I may not be a rabbi, but um, but I'm a You're close. <laughs> I'm a kohain, uh, so I get to give you a blessing. <laughs> 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 births and deaths. Holidays, the, the season for our lives. It's been there for us with grace And you have the wisdom to um, to take care of yourself and to nurture yourself when you need to be with your family and with your kids, and that um, you know that it's the great poet Mary <laughs>